1: Question from Tommy Guns.
2: If you were creating this kid on NCAA, again, referring to Logan Soldate, <laughs> what would his attributes be rated at? this, <sighs> right. Tommy.
1: Tommy, you're, you're a trip, man. I think I would just go the main ones for me, Vince. Like, right. I'm not going to go all through. Like hands,
2: said, speed, uh, you know, agility. those kind. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: I would say speed would be high 80s, probably 88, 89, somewhere in that ballpark, maybe 87, somewhere there. Agility would be 90 plus. I would say like 92 agility. And I think his hands are probably a 90, man. He's got some really strong hands. He wins through contact. So I'd probably say high 80s speed, low 90s catching and agility. I think they're both very good.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: We had next question. Oh, I can't wait for NCAA. I don't know if that's your thing, Vince. But oh I
0: my gosh, that's the
2: only thing. I, I'm not a Madden fan. I I, yeah. I am way more into NCAA than I ever was in. I, I don't I don't know the NFL. I just never got into. I'm just way more of an NCAA fan. I like doing the franchises. I like recruiting. You know, I I was that dork that like made myself and made myself a recruit and then tried to get <laughs> myself on my team. What and position when, did what, you play? Quarterback.
1: You know. <laughs> nice, nice. But I
2: would vary it, you know, sometimes wide receiver or whatever. But then like if I didn't pick myself, reset.
1: Boop. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I used to make myself a running back. because Nice, you know, that was cool. You know, just nice. Toting the rock. Right. <laughs> going back to my uh, junior high days. To that's, the right. Rock.
2: <laughs> that's right.
1: That's um, right. We had this question from Detroit Hunter Vince, which he was asking this for Logan, but I think this is still kind of an interesting conversation. Yeah, to
2: have. for sure. He says, "Which former Notre Dame player would your comp? Would you comp your game to?"
1: Oh, oh, to okay,
2: yeah, that's what he was. Yeah. Talking.
1: I don't have a great Notre Dame one, but one I said last night to Brian, because we had found out a couple days ago that this was going to happen. Logan Saldate, I would say, reminds me of Christian Kirk that played at Texas A&M, who is now a really good wide receiver in the NFL, played with the Arizona Cardinals and now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a slot receiver that is going to win in tight windows, win after the catch, but also he can play a little bit outside and he can do some stuff outside against physicality, which I think Christian Kirk could do as well. So Christian Kirk would be my comp. Notre Dame comps, I mean, the only guy that I think some people are going to say Golden Tate. I don't see Golden Tate in him, though, as much. Like, I think Christian Kirk's my comp. I know it's not a Notre Dame comp, but that's personally who I see. Um, All right. So let's go to Tommy Guns with another question.
2: All right. He said, Vince. Oh, God, this is for you. Yeah. Ryan, Vince said you'd be the last person on the IB crew that he would call to bail him out of jail. Do you have any comment? Now let me say, and I was very clear Did you about say why, this? Did you why say I this? said this. Yeah. <laughs> because that was the question that was posed to us was if you get thrown in jail, who would be the first person on IB to bail you out? And I was like, uh, Ryan lives yeah. in Jersey, he's gonna yeah, be the last it would, one.
1: It would, it would take me ten hours to get to you. Right. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was strictly based on on distance from where I'm in jail. <laughs>
1: That's very fair. I'm not offended at all anymore that time. Because, <laughs> yes, I don't think – oh, who's your, who's your first call? The guy that lives a 10-hour car ride away from me? Like, no, that's, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you would call Brian and Sean Snyers first. I mean, yes. 100%. Would even, you wouldn't called call Sean Davis before that because he's an hour and a half away. He's not 10 hours away. Like, yeah, of course. Tom, <laughs> so, I mean, you're trying to start trouble, man, but there's no yeah, trouble he is. here, sir. There's yeah,
2: no he trouble. is. I'm trying to mix it up. <laughs>
1: seriously oh that's so funny all right let's go to Jason Rose.
2: all right he says hey guys Notre Dame has experienced quite the QB carousel the last two years 2021 with Cone 22 with the injury to Buckner and everything do you think Ian Book's reliability gets taken for granted
1: that's a great question I I think Jason to a degree I I mean because I think that it's a pretty rare thing that what Ian Book did and I I think that's some of the some of the things that he's going to get credit for are a little over the top, right? Like the winning winningest quarterback in Notre Dame right. history and all that stuff. But Ian Book was an incredibly durable player while he was at Notre Dame, and he was a very solid player, right? So, yes, I think that we take it for granted of the fact of there's a lot of quarterbacks that you can't depend on them being there every single week. And Ian Book, you could. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. The fact that he was a dependable player, there's no doubt about that.
2: Sure, he was a gamer. I mean, he, he was going to play. I mean, I there were times where I thought maybe he should have been replaced. Uh, but he was always going to be the guy that they rolled out there. And he was out there for, what, two and a half years, nonstop. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, there is something to be said for that, something that you don't you, – you at least know what you're going to get, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. You know what you're going to get from the quarterback position. Let's figure out everything else around him. Yes, that is that is always good. Um, I don't know that it was taken for granted. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but yeah. it was. It's an attribute that that he had that was a bonus.
1: Agree, agree. Bill Bill Walsh with a funny comment. Vince just said, if Vince is in jail, he's in Ann Arbor or Columbus. Either <laughs> or one. Columbus. So Vince, I was close. I was close last year. That's so funny, man. That's hysterical. (laughs) We had another question from. Just got Jason. Let's Uh go to.
2: Somebody didn't put his phone on silent.
1: Oh, you're all good, man. Salty Virginia peanuts with a question. Salty, what's up, man? How are you?
2: Ryan, are you really the IB staffer least likely to bail Vince out of jail if he gets if he has to get violent with an Ohio State fan? Vince knows what I'm talking about.
1: Just wanted to bring this up, Salty, because again, people are starting to try, start drama, man. You can't miss Seriously. people. people. Are you coming into town for the Ohio State game? Maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. I probably the so, first home game, if nothing
2: else. So I mean right. that if, if he's in town, guys, if he if Ryan is in town, that changes the answer. But at the same time, is he gonna be solo? Is he gonna have his, his children with him, you know, with yes. an early bedtime? You know, that kind of like, you know, if I'm going, if I'm going to jail, it's gonna be like at two in the morning. You know, I'm not calling the guy with new kids like that's not that's not not cool. (laughs) All right. I'm going to call the guy with no kids or the kids out of the house. You know,
1: Brian can attest to this right now, folks. I used to I am usually very good at answering my phone right now. Good luck getting me on the phone with the kids right now. Like, good luck, guys. Every time Brian calls me, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm giving Juliet a bath right now <laughs> or, like, feed him Raina or, like, something. man. Like, it's
2: Listen, just, Brian, it's I, right I love Brian to death. One of my best friends, no doubt about it. He yeah. has an innate way to call at an awkward time. Like, always calls me when I'm eating or, like, in the bathroom or like what like he, he just has a knack for calling it the worst possible times. It's hilarious. It happens all the time. And it, it's, it never ceases to amaze me, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's very funny. It's very funny.
1: We had our first super chat of the day,
2: Vince from Tyler Evans. Nice. Thank you, Tyler, very much. Give me Vince's top 10 most annoying fan bases in college football.
1: <laughs> I love that. Wow. Man.
2: Okay, let's see here. I'd have to come up so I don't know if I can come up with 10 per se. And annoying is a, is good because we had one of these that was like um unrealistic and that's yeah. different than annoying, right? Yes. So yes. Michigan is by far the number 1 for me. <laughs>
1: no, yes. Yes. hands
2: down. get and
1: USC, right? Like they have to be top two. They uh, have to be top two.
2: two. Uh, Ohio State's up there more so oh, in the past, okay. like few years, I would say. Uh, okay. But but USC becomes annoying because of their song, like their music choice during games. You know, every first down, it's that that annoying song. Uh, yeah, uh, barf. Uh. Like it, <laughs> yeah, those are top three, and you can you can put them in whatever order you know, that, that you want to. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's ugly. Um, After that, like IU basketball fans are Are extremely annoying. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. They, they think that they're, you know, what doesn't stink, you know, that kind of a thing. And they're still, they still think they're a blue blood program, even though they haven't been good for a long time. And I, when I was a kid, and I know this is going to shock you because I don't hold grudges, but my youth basketball coach was a huge IU fan, and he would give me rides to practice practicing games, and we would always have to listen to the IU games that were on the radio, and it just made me sick. Like I hated it. It was horrible. I didn't go to IU as a college choice because of that, because they just annoy me so much and IU would have been a great school to go to as well you know from an, from a, from academics to the price all of those things but say la vie. so iu basketball would be up there for me um uh, i mean iu football fans like they don't really have anything to brag about
1: they so. <laughs> have nothing to brag about right <laughs> no. <laughs> there's
2: there, there's nothing really there but uh but iu basketball is horrible <sighs> nobody else really bothers me that much uh, other than those four like those are the four top ones for me I would, have, I would have a hard time coming up with six other ones like yeah SEC fans are annoying and they can just be kind of clumped into the whole mess of them like SEC like in general they're annoying but uh but mm-hmm. those are my top four specific ones yeah for sure
1: Notre Dame USC Ohio State's another good one Ohio State is very annoying yes Texas is very annoying mm. very annoying you do you run into Texas's a lot of Texas backwards. fans a surprising amount, Vince. Actually, really? It's kind of weird. I feel okay. like Texas is one of those schools where there's a lot of front runners involved. So, mm. like anywhere you go, there's some Texas fans. It's not yeah. just in the state of Texas. So, Texas fans are very strange. Penn State fans are there are a lot around here. Some of them can be a little over the top, but it's not like a ongoing issue for me personally. Right. But I, I mean Notre Dame. I mean Notre Dame, Michigan, and USC are the top two, and Man. Michigan's number one. But like. If you told me USC's my most hated on <laughs> one day, I would be like, Yeah, sure. They're very annoying. So yeah. Great yeah. question, though, Tyler. I that's no, an awesome question. Vince, you need to actually put together a top 10 and put it on the message board.
2: I might you have know. to. I you might have so to the thing, thing is like it's it's also very regional because it's the people that you have to deal with on a regular basis, yeah. right? And so exactly. a lot of big ten annoyance for me. Um, and then then it's just the people I'll also say. The most annoying are the people that are like, Notre Dame has to join the Big Ten. Like that That whole sect of people, I I could do without them as well. You know what I mean? And I don't know. They're fans of everything, you know. But they just think that Notre Dame belongs in the Big Ten, and that's their thing. And it's just oh, like – Oh, man. I,
1: I roll my eyes every time I hear that. I actually listen to <sighs> some, uh, one podcast of like guys I really like, um, including one guy that's a podcast co-host of mine. But his buddy, who I really like, is a good dude. He said that last night on a podcast, Vince, where he's like, Notre Dame, just join a conference already. I'm like, why? Why does Notre Dame get out of joining it right now? Right. They get nothing out of it. It's like and, it's, and, you know, and how does it affect you? You know what I mean? Like to- At all. I, I say this all the time, it's because it's it's Notre Dame's different. And people right. are like, Oh, they're they're why are they why are they special? It's just like, all right, guys, like relax, man. It'll be all right. It'll be all right.
2: Ugh, yep, I, I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: Uh, we had another question from Archer, a resident Ohio State fan, who also said that Notre Dame would be on his list. And I
2: respected Archer, I I respect that, but you know, he's in here and he's doing his thing and he's always respectful. And so, I have no problem with Archer, but I I get where he's coming from. If I was not a Notre Dame fan, I could easily see because there's plenty of Notre Dame people that (laughs) I am not a fan of. Because there's yes. there there there's a group out
1: there that's pretty snotty and pretty like you know nose in the oh, air and like I I, I posted the story on Logan uh, when he committed Vince on mm-hmm. Twitter and there's this one Notre Dame fan that's just mm-hmm. insufferable man like <laughs> oh another three star closing the gap like shut up dude I uh, I literally yeah. said respectfully shut up
0: (laughs)
2: up. i love it i i used to wait tables for my part-time job around here and the worst weekends were home football weekends and and like parent nights parent weekends because there's a lot of notre dame parents out there that oh wow they're just i'm not saying everybody but the ones that would come to the restaurant that i was working at you thought the rules didn't apply to them and very snooty and ugh Hated it. Hated it. Yes. But anyway, I'll I'll get off. I I, This is my stop. I'll get off the petty train now. (laughs) I Um, like it. All right, Archer. Given the hideous Colts alternate uniforms and the beautiful Ohio State alternate uniforms, what are your three favorite alts and three ugliest alts? Now, first of all, Archer, you can't possibly be talking about the all black, like the black you don't helmet like it and everything for ohio state those are horrible you think they're
1: horrible i kind of like them
2: oh those are horrible <laughs> oh really <laughs> oh yeah terrible <laughs> terrible
1: oh man i don't know why but my mind immediately goes to color rush jerseys in the nfl like Mm-mm. some of the color rushes are really dope i some people probably won't, won't agree with this but i actually love the rams color rush like the yellow one the I, think yellow. It's actually, I think it's sick man i think it's really nice yeah um the Eagles blacks are actually – no, that's not an alternate uniform. When, when the Eagles go Kelly green, it's actually pretty nice. I hate the okay. Eagles, but I think that's really nice. Trying to think of some other alternative uniforms because he's right about – Archer, I agree with you 100% on one. That new Colts uniform is hideous, man, absolutely hideous. There's no doubt about that.
2: So I'm being told that Ohio State got new gray alternates, which I have not seen. So I guess I can't comment. So I'll, I'll take it back, Archer. If you're talking about gray ones that I haven't seen, I'm just not a big fan of the black ones that mm-hmm. I saw. I I'm more of like a white on white. Like you're I'm not big... a black
1: uniform guy. Yeah, not... like really. like I'd I lo- I like the North Carolina blacks, like their alternate sure. alternate uniform. I think they're really nice. I, I, like, I'm a I'm a sucker for some all blacks. To be would honest. you be happy if Notre Dame went all black one day? No, because that yeah. would kind of take away from their history type of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm trying to think of like the all... Like, oh, Katie just put a... Fire one, the uh, Ole Miss powder blues mm, are sick. Those, are, those awesome. these are so nice, so nice. Those
2: are awesome. I see, like, I like when they go alternate and they like throw it back, you know, like the Patriots throwbacks with the guy spiking the football, like I are snapping yeah. the football. <laughs> I like those. Yes, um, there, there's definitely now there's definitely some throwbacks that are terrible, like the Packers ones that, or the, the Steelers that where they look hog? like Bumblebees, like oh, those yeah. are terrible. Yes, um. Yes.
1: The Packers ones are ugly too, like the blue and yellow ones. Yeah, those things horrible. are hideous, man. Hideous. Yeah. Horrible.
2: Now, yeah. When the Bears go all orange, those are horrible too. Like the yes. they they wear those around Halloween a lot. Like those are terrible. You don't need to look like a pumpkin. Like those yes. are bad. Those are really bad. <laughs> yes. Uh I will say, like, I like the um like the Carolina Panthers when they go with their black yeah. helmet and stuff yeah. like, like that. I can get on board with black. I don't I'm not anti-black. It's just yeah. I like that matte black a lot. Mm -hmm. not the shiny black it's got to be like a matte black
1: yeah i like the matte too you know that that
2: sort of thing you know for sure so i'm a fan of changing up uniforms i'm a uniform guy you know what i mean like my baseball team we had four different uniforms um and we mixed them up man different pants different tops like we mixed it up and i was getting ready to order some pinstripes um we're gonna go navy on navy with gold pinstripes like we were going all out And then I got a different job, and so I didn't order them. But
1: I don't know if the old Charger uniforms count as alternate because how often do they wear those? They really never wear those anymore, too. They like the well because they have. I think their
2: their home ones are are powder blue anyway, so I think they kind of stick with those.
1: If if that counts, that's like my favorite uniform of all time. I literally got a um, I got an old Chargers uniform. I, I I think. Can't remember if I had Keller Winslow Senior or who it was, but I got like one of the throwbacks because they were super nice. You know who else is really nice is you remember the Rams jerseys when they were originally in LA in like the seventies, eighties into the nineties. Like you like I those the, yellows? Oh uh, no, the the blue and yellow. Oh, like the that blue. Would be all okay, yeah. Okay, I, okay. I, I have a Jack Youngblood jersey from like an, a throwback jersey from that era, and I thought that's pretty sick to be honest. I think
2: it's really nice, nice. nice.
1: Purdue uniforms, Purdue's all black. Wait, isn't the black? That's Purdue's regular uniform. Purdue's, that's Uh, their normal. And they, I don't know. They do a gold one, right? They do like a gold alternative, I think. I think
2: they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Purdue's not bad. They got good colors to work with, like black and gold. Like those are, they do. Those are good colors to work with.
1: Oh, someone said Buccaneers creamsicles. Those things are hideous, man. Was Even though they're... I also, I also do have a Leroy Selman throwback in a creamsicle, but like, nah, it's not, it's not very nice.
2: It's <laughs> Look not at you with nice. all the jerseys. You might have to put those out sometimes. Like,
1: now, I, I have, um, I, I ha- used to have a lot of throwback jerseys, like okay, people before my time. So like, I had Leroy Selman and Jack Youngblood and Eric Dickerson and like those types of dudes. Like, yeah, yeah, nice. <sighs> I like that's it. My, that's my jam, man. That's my jam. Back, I love there. it. All right, let's go to Carlos Garz uh Garzet, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> sorry, Carlos. That's about what I thought it was. All right. He goes, I'm sure you guys have heard the Kirby Smart speech in the, uh in the natty at halftime. Are you guys into those kinds of speeches? Or not so much? I haven't heard it. Can you give me like a synopsis? Was it like fire and brimstone, screaming, yelling? Yeah, or was it?
1: Yeah, okay. it's, I mean, it's, it wasn't like crazy, but like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely got a little vibrance to it, I would say. I mean, I, okay. I'm a fit, fa- Carlos, I'm a fan of being able, because I think this is a, a hidden trait of coaching is that you need to understand, you need to read the room and know when those yes. types of speeches are needed. And when they're not. And you need Mm -hmm. to be able to change it up, right? Like, we've all had that coach that just wants to go out there and just does the same rah-rah speech each and every week. It's just like, guys, this isn't working anymore. (laughs) It's not working. We need something different. You need to be able to read the room. So, obviously – it works for Georgia (laughs) national championship games. So like, I guess it reads the room pretty well, but you really need to be able to read the room as a coach. And I think that's kind of a hidden skill to have.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I I'm fine with yelling and screaming and swearing to be honest with you, but there's a time and a place for it because if you do it all the time, it's not effective. It's, I mean, it's just not, if you don't do it all the time and then you bring it out and the players, Oh, Oh, okay. Like coach means business. Like, you know yeah. so yeah, yeah I, there's a time and a place
1: i know there was some cursing in it and stuff but like again as long as you're not demeaning someone See, like that doesn't bother yeah that doesn't yeah.
2: bother me i
1: right.
2: yeah it, right as long as you're not demeaning them but like i grew up in the in the age of getting demeaned
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: i definitely had to clean up my life uh as a coach because i was coaching the way i was coached uh early on in my career and i learned Probably not the way to go about it. Um, so learned that very early on when I was in like my mid twenties and I was
1: first starting to coach. Yes. <laughs> we had another question from da da da. Oh, okay. What, what's the one position you're most
2: concerned with? Safety. Yep. Safety, 100%. Certainty. And it's only yeah. half the safety position, but yeah, it, like I'm very confident in Xavier Watts. I am. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm even concerned about the depth of it though, too. Like, sure. Cause I like, I think Antonio Carter could be a good football player for Notre Dame, but I've never seen Antonio Carter play a down on the division one level. So like, I, I mean, not division one, he was on FCS, <laughs> which is division one. Now I've never seen him play a snap of football on the FBS level. I've never seen it. Right. So how good will he be? No idea. And then you have a Don shoulder who I've heard is very close back to hundred percent, which is great. Ben manages back, but like those guys are still coming off of two offseason injuries and surgeries. Right. So right. like, The depth is just a little bit of a concern to me. Just a little bit. Tight end as well. A little bit concerning as far as depth is concerned. We had a question from D McAnally. McAnally? Sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) With Notre Dame only having three quarterbacks on the roster and Hartman leaving and Carr coming in January, do you see Notre Dame offering a preferred walk-on spot to Teddy Rizak's twin
1: brother so that there will be four quarterbacks on the roster? I would, I would, again, like I don't know if that's something that his brother would be open to, but for people that don't know West side in Nebraska, where Omaha, Nebraska, which is where Teddy Rizak is from, his brother is a really good quarterback for their team. Listed six foot three, 190 pounds. He's probably more in the six, one, six, one and a half, six, two range, but he's a nice athlete. He's got offers right now, Vince, from the, from the military academies. So okay. he's got like army, air force, Navy, cause option quarterback, right? They run
2: option. Okay.
1: Yeah. So he's a really good athlete, really good athlete. So would I, would I offer him a preferred walked spot? I personally would. Yeah. If he wants to come, go for it. I don't even know if he'll be a quarterback. long And that was going
2: to be my next question. Like if he's an option quarterback, like there's two option quarterbacks on the roster already. And yep. one plays running back one place, tight end. So yes. <laughs> I don't know that that solves your number of quarterbacks on the roster problem. Um, right. I mean, if you're—I don't know this kid at all. You're saying he's a good athlete. Really good what athlete. have you got to lose by offering a preferred walk-on spot? Yeah. Nothing.
1: Maybe and, maybe it's a safety or a rover eventually. Like, okay, but I don't,
2: I don't see that that's how they're going to solve the quarterbacks on the roster no. problem at
1: that, all. That's not going to. That's not going to say. That's not going to fix the depth issue. You're going to have to. Figure out a second number in twenty twenty four, where you're going to have to go into the portal for a backup. Like it's right. what I see in it. But like, but I will say that Rees ex brother, whose name is escaping me at the moment, he is a good quarterback, though a really okay. talented athlete. I would, right. yeah, if he wants to play, why if he not? Go play, Preferred walk on. Hell, heck,
2: yeah, you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I'm praying for a preferred walk on spot for my kid. So like, that would be awesome. Yep, that'd be great.
1: No doubt about it. Yep, he's a good. Vince, I wrote an article about Teddy earlier for like a yeah. season preview. They have two state championships in the last three years. They've been thirty-five and two over the wow. last three years. So, pretty. Good so team. he
2: knows how to win. Is what you're yes. saying? Yeah. <laughs> he wins okay. a lot of football games. Yes, there's something to be said for that.
1: I think he ran for like a thousand yards from the quarterback position. <laughs> actually, so yes,
2: from Archer. Ever since Venables took over at Oklahoma, he has repeatedly put his foot in his mouth and feels really slimy. Which college coach puts you off the most, BK not included? All right, good thing he said that because that would have been the easy layup <laughs> answer, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean... I, oh, can, can, I, can I comment on Venables first? Um, please. From Archer. Archer, I've been I've been like pretty consistent on this and nothing that Venables has shown me so far has changed my opinion. I think Brett Venables is a fantastic defensive coach. I think he's a really good defensive mind. I just don't think he's a head coach, man. I just don't. I don't think he understands what he's really doing a hundred percent of the time, all the time. I still think he's still figuring it out. Could he figure it out? It's possible, but I'm just not sold on him as a head coach. I'm really not I completely so, agree. Yeah, yeah. Just not. Couldn't which not college agree coach more. put you off the most? That's interesting. You know what put me off the most? And it, it, it was <laughs> this is gonna be a controversial take here, Vince. I was watching SC media day earlier and Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin was on it. And he was <laughs> talking about some stuff that him and his staff are doing. And I, I was like, that's awesome, man. That's stuff they're doing. But they're trying to paint Lane Kiffin as this like really great guy and stuff. And I know way too many stories about Lane Kiffin yeah. to buy into the fact that he's a really good guy. So that, that he's one yeah, guy that I'm yeah. just like, that's some false bravado right there. Like yes. he's not that type of dude. <laughs> so, Stemming
2: back to like his days at Tennessee and you know, all of that as well. Like, yes. but the, I don't know. Like, I can't stand listening to Lincoln Riley talk.
1: Um, <laughs> like, Patrick yeah, like it's little...
2: obviously gets on my nerves. Um, that's about it. Like, I like some of the people that other people don't like. Like, I like Dabo. I like listening to Dabo talk. I like Dabo, too. I, like I, I really do. Um, I, I bashed IU football before, but I'll say I, I enjoy listening to Tom Allen talk.
1: No, Tom's uh, a good coach.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I think he's, I, he's obviously not doing a great job at IU currently but he kind of had things going in the right direction. And then he lost Penix and his offensive coordinator and things kind of went downhill, but uh, I-, I like him. I think he's a good motivator. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are the two guys that would come to mind for me as guys that kind of Debo doesn't annoy me. me.
1: You know, yeah. you know, I-, I know someone said, uh, I think Nathan just said like Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh doesn't bother me. I think he's just kind of funny because he's so awkward.
2: So. I roll my eyes. Like, it's like, yes. Oh God, <laughs> it's Jim again. Like he's just kind of <laughs> like that crazy uncle that comes to the cookout and he's just off in the corner, just spouting out nonsense. And you're just like, okay, Jimmy.
1: Like, Got okay, Uncle it. Jimmy. Okay, thanks. He, he eats his boogers on the sideline. Like, <laughs> I, I don't I, – he's it's, it's a harmless guy. Like, he's just there. It's he's like,
2: absolutely harmless. Like, yeah. I just have this visual – remember he spent the night at, like, that kicker's house, like the first day of yes. contact or whatever – like weird. I've got this visual of him weird. with like his sleeping bag under his arm, like in all Michigan sweats, and like
1: his hat. He's like bing bong. He's like I'm here for the
2: sleepover. Like oh. he's just a
1: dork. Like you D- troll hunter said, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher is a very good answer. That's that actually solid. Way. Yeah, that's. A uh, solid it, I mean, the answer was Venables though. Venables runs me the wrong way, man. Yeah. I remember, the funniest one Vince was he was like spouting off about like. How a commitment should be a commitment, and everyone's coming after his players, all this stuff, and then they flip a kid. I'm like, right. Brett, right. <laughs> Are you listening to yourself, sir? Like, are you listening to yourself? It yeah, just exactly. Very consistent, man. Very consistent. <laughs> Great question, Archer. You're making you're got some good questions today, man. I love it.
2: Uh, Beef eater. All right, he says, uh, who is the most likely to shoot me if I meet them at the Tennessee <laughs> State tailgate? <laughs> And administer an unsolicited
1: and uncomfortably long bear hug, Vince, Brian, or Ryan. I, I just wanted to bring this up because nobody's going to shoot you, feeder, because that would be murder, and we would be in jail, <laughs>
2: or at least attempted. So, I
1: mean, I don't know. Yes. Maybe he survives. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he <possibly>. survives. <laughs> maybe he survives. <laughs> okay. No one's going to shoot you. Um, I, I mean, who, I guess the question is who's the, who's the biggest hugger? Like, who's are you a hugger, Vince? I'll, um, I'll get in there. All right.
2: I'll get in there. I'll throw I'll throw a bear hug back. Like, that's not going to bother me. Like, I I might even, like, jump into his arms. Like, I'll, I'll get up there, and I'll do the double wrap with the legs and the arms. And be like, let's go. Like, I'm cool yes. with that. You know, it will be awkward. But you know what? I'm going to be all in on it. But yeah. uh, I won't be packing any heat. That's for sure. So the only thing I'd be shooting with is, like, a rubber band. So, like, that's not going <laughs> to do a whole lot of damage.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean – Theater, if, if you got a couple whiskeys in me, then we'll, we'll maybe have a bear hug. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Man. See what happens. <laughs> Next question is from Michael Johnson. All
2: right. He says, if Sam Hartman has an issue, what would your level of confidence be in Gino Godouli having the quarterback ready to step in?
1: I, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident about it, Michael. I mean, it's it's still a question mark until we see it, right? We still have to see what it looks like at Notre Dame, but I have heard nothing but great things about Gino. And I think the attention to detail and him being just the quarterback coach and being in the room all the time, I have confidence that it'll be ready. But again, we don't know until it actually happens.
2: Right. It depends on what your definition of ready is. Are you expecting whoever the backup is to come in and play at the level of Sam Hartman? No, no. like that's not going to happen. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback's coach is going to be. Can you have somebody ready to play at their level, like where they are and like hit their ceiling for where they are in their career? Yeah. I have a lot of confidence that that would be the case. So, you know, whoever takes over as the backup, whether it's um, Angeli or whether it's Minchi, he'll have them ready. He'll have them ready to go. I, I, I fully anticipate that, but it's not going to be a Sam Hartman impersonation. Like that's not going to be the case. You have to understand that this is the backup offense. Is going to look different but he's going to play to the best of his ability and he'll be coached up. I do believe that.
1: 100%. Yep. And, of course, we need to see it, but I right, confidence of course. in it.
2: Another one from Archer. Penn State Good. fans are online angry over Abdul Carter not making a preseason All-Big Ten team, claiming he is the best linebacker in the country. What Notre Dame player are you higher on than the rest of the country?
1: That's a great question, man. That's a really great question. Higher on than anyone in the country? Jordan Patelho, I guess. I mean, he mm-hmm. would be one guy that I guess I'm higher on. But, again, he's Archer. He's a question mark because he hasn't put it on for a full season yet. But I can see him being one of the more impactful pass rushers in college football this year. I think it's very possible. If we're just talking about a preseason list, though, I guess Joe Walt gets all the all, all the love. Sam Hartman, I guess. I mean, he's getting disrespected a little bit out there in some rankings. Yeah. So maybe Audrick or Sam Hartman would probably be my answer, I guess.
2: Now, are we saying that our pick would be somebody that is, like, going to end up as an All-American?
1: I I think he's saying that maybe he doesn't get as much credit nationally as what he should. So I don't think it necessarily has to be an All-American or, well, Notre Dame can't make an all-conference team, but, yeah, you get it.
2: Fair enough. Okay. You know what? I'm Cam, Cam, Cam
1: Hart would maybe be another one. I yeah, guess. he doesn't
2: get a lot of respect just because he no. plays on the same field as, as Benjamin Morrison who gets a lot of love, obviously. Yeah. I'm gonna go JD Bertrand just to piss everybody off. Because I think <laughs> I think he's going to have a take a massive step. I believe Brian said that in his bold prediction that he's gonna be an all-American. So wow. Yeah, wow. he's got he's got an outside chance of being an all-America. I was like, Well, I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but he's definitely not on anybody's radar. Even though he's okay. led Notre Dame in tackles the last two years, so I'll go J.D. Bertrand just to be different.
1: I'm t- now I'm thinking of like what answers would like just piss everybody off and just kind of keep doing that. Maris would Marist, be uh, the answer um, that would make everybody mad. Future All-American Maris Loefel. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: dude! If that happens, Notre Dame's gonna have like the best defense in the country. Okay, yes. so let's <laughs> yes. be real clear on that.
1: All joking aside, yes, you're absolutely correct. <laughs>
2: All right, Colin McCann says, "In your opinion, which has a more positive effect or positive impact on the future of the Notre Dame football program? If only one can happen, beating Ohio State at home or beating Clemson on the road in a hostile environment? Go Irish!
1: Beating Ohio State, hundred percent. I mean, Notre Dame has already beaten Clemson. I understand it's at home versus road conversation, Colin. Like I get that, but Ohio State is the power in the." in the Midwest right now from a mm-hmm. recruiting perspective and from a consistency perspective. I understand that Michigan has bested them the last two years in the big 10 conversation. But if we're talking about a program that you need to surpass out of those two, I would say Notre Dame is a lot closer to surpassing clubs than that it is to Ohio state currently. So beating Ohio state at home, they have not beaten Ohio state in my lifetime. And I know they only <laughs> played four times, I think, in my lifetime. Still, but still, I mean, you have to beat that type of team. So I would say Ohio State.
2: Yep, I completely agree with that. They've beaten Clemson twice in the last three seasons. And, you know, they've proven that they can do it. Granted, both games were at home. And the first game they didn't have, blah, 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 blah. I get all of that, okay? But they've still beaten them twice. They haven't beaten Ohio State. If that's really what it comes down to. And – I'll piggyback off on what you said, uh, Ryan, is that who, which school is Notre Dame coming down to almost every time for top guys? It's Ohio yep. State and Notre Dame. And I, it feels to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, it feels like Ohio State wins more than they lose against Notre Dame when it comes down to those two being the final two. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just the way it feels, but. I wouldn't mind getting a W over them in an actual football game that Notre Dame can use as a little bit of ammunition in some of those battles.
1: Agree. Agree. We had a question here from Will Andy. Can Sam Hartman be a starting
2: quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, look at some of the starters that are out there. Like, can he yeah. be? Yes. Can he be a starter in the NFL for like 10 plus years? That remains to be seen but there's plenty of starting quarterbacks out there that Sam Hartman is better than.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean, my question would be for will is how are we defining starting quarterback? Are we talking about long-term okay. starter? Or are we talking about spot starter? Are we talking about a guy that can right. just fill in? Cause I think if it's the latter too, I think that Sam Hartman could definitely be that guy. I have my questions if he's a long-term starter in the NFL to Vince's point. Right. But I mean, the Pro Bowl is becoming so much of a joke that we just had. Right. What was the kid from Baltimore who was at Anthony Brown just made yeah. a Pro Bowl? It's ridiculous. like ridiculous. Through, through three touchdowns and two interceptions in a <laughs> Pro Bowl, like what are we doing, man? Long term starter, I would say. I would say the odds are against him as a long term starter. I, I can see do. a spot starter. I can see maybe short term even, but long term, I would say no.
2: I would say it would have to be a pretty perfect scenario for him to be a long-term starter in the NFL? Does that scenario exist? Yeah, it exists. Yeah. I I would have to look closer. Let me, let me back up. I want to see Sam Hartman play a full year at Notre Dame in a pro-style offense, all of those different things. Let me see a full year yeah. of him behind center doing that. And then let me see what the quarterback landscape is like in the NFL. And he could find that, that niche that is perfect for him and and have a long career. There look, Kirk Cousins has been a long-term starter in the NFL and would anybody have predicted that when he was the second quarterback taken by the Redskins in the same draft behind right. behind uh, Griffin, right? Like yeah. would anybody have predicted he's going to be a long-term starter in the NFL and make all the money that he's made? No way. So, is it possible? Sure. I think he's got the work ethic I think he's got the smarts, you know, all of those types of intangibles, but he's going to have to find the right spot.
1: Yep. Agree. Yep. And and that's usually true for a lot of quarterbacks. A lot of times, I mean, situations matter so, so much.
2: Oh my gosh. Like Brady Quinn is the prime example, right? (laughs) Like if he goes almost anywhere besides Cleveland, I feel like he has a more successful NFL career than he did. I mean, agree. So, Yeah. rob osgood thank you very much for the super chat thanks guys for what you do ryan great job with the articles on the boards
1: thank you for reading them rob i very much appreciate that sir love that yeah man and we're going now to rick doyle i think this is more of a comment than a question but we shall get it up here
2: Nobody talks about how close Notre Dame was in 2012 winning a national championship. If Baylor doesn't beat Kansas state in week 10 or 11, <laughs> Notre Dame is playing Kansas state in the title game in 2012. Also, if Stanford doesn't beat Oregon,
1: I mean, you're, right. Possible. Yeah, I mean, I mean.
2: you're absolutely right. Do they have a better chance against Kansas state than they do against Alabama?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they do. No doubt
2: about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So well, I, yeah, they were close. Okay.
1: I kind of wonder what the perception would have been, though, Vince, because, like, for me, it would have been, like, their national championship, who who gives a you-know-what about, like, mm-hmm. what other people think. But national perspective of, like, if they beat Kansas State, for instance, like, is that moving the needle necessarily? I mean, I think it would be because you can't make the national championship jokes anymore about, oh, they haven't won once since 88. It's like, ah eh, 2012 now, buddy. Like, but I don't know. Just kind of an easy thought there, but. Let's go to Brent Smith I had a few questions.
2: All right. He says, my cousin and the former local sports writer write a column on Palma High School football. So I'll be able to scout Logan Saldate uh, during his senior year. Palma is a 20-minute drive away, so I. Oh, sorry. Uh, Wait, wait.
1: wait. Oh, I don't think. He I'll be a... able to scout oh, him no, objectively
2: is. during his entire senior year, including the playoffs. So we got a Brent, man sounds, in the mix. Like...
1: Sounds like Brian's going to have to hire you for this. Report, <laughs> right. Man. But I love it. Yes. Please let us know what you think of Logan though. When you take a look at him. That's awesome. We had. Ty Smith.
2: All right, Ryan, how is the NFL going to look at Jordan Addison's citation from yesterday? So the, the speeding He's going 140 and like a, 50 or something like that
1: Yes, (laughs) oh man it's it's such a bad look especially after the henry Rugg situation and then obviously the georgia debacle this past offseason with young man that actually young man and young lady that lost their lives i think that there it's going to be i think there's gonna be a harsh punishment on this one ty i think there is because the recency i think is going to kind of force the nfl's hand here again it's it's a citation so like there wasn't long-term damage i mean henry ruggs killed someone right like there, it's obviously a much severe thing but i think there is going to probably be a suspension that follows in my opinion why, do, why does nobody ever learn is my question Vince. seriously like,
2: like, like i get I, it you, you just came into a bunch of money well sure. he had money from usc but came into more money he bought himself a fast car you get the adrenaline going but like why just why it, Part about being an adult is making smart decisions. Like, don't be that stupid. I did some stupid stuff when I was a kid, but not when I was 23 or 22 years old. You know what I mean? Well, that's not true. But, like, you know what I mean. (laughs)
1: Not
2: Not like that. Not like life-challenging decisions. Yes. Not smart. I
1: agree. agree. Vince, I want to read this one real quick because Beefeater had a – he had a situation that is a reason that you would actually get arrested. Oh, No feeder says Vince is all those daughters. So the law of averages dictates that Vince is arrested at Claire's trying to return some cheap jewelry that broke five minutes after he got home. I feel your pain, Vince.
2: Dude, we have so much Claire's in our house and like sometimes it turns your skin green. Like it's just, it's not quality stuff, but it's what the kids can afford. You know what I mean? And they, we make them buy their own stuff for the most part. And so they, they are frequent flyers at, uh, at Claire's. And so, I would say I'm probably not going to return the Claire's jewelry because it's just not worth it. Uh, I would spend more in gas going back to the mall than uh, it would
1: even be worth it. So don't go to Claire's when the girls are old enough, is what you're saying? No,
2: not at all. Yeah, it's it's not. not, It's it's like play jewelry essentially. So like you get what you pay for, Ryan. It's one of those kind of deals.
1: (laughs) We had a question now from NH.
2: It says, "What non Notre Dame rivalry games would you most want to see?" So, like ones that are already on the schedule.
1: I think I think they're saying what Notre Dame uh, just. I, oh, like so Notre, Dame's Notre Dame not Dame involved. Yeah. Notre Dame's
2: not involved. Gotcha. Te-
1: Texas, Oklahoma, the Red yeah. Red River Shootout. Yeah. Like, what do they call it now? Red River Showdown or whatever. Whatever. The they call it's it. the Red it's, River
2: Shootout. Like that. It is. Sorry, not changing because. it because people are scared of the word "shootout." Give me a break.
1: Yeah. That would that would be a good one. I would like to see that game. Florida like- Georgia in Gainesville yeah. would be fun. That'd
2: that's be a fun. good one. I UCLA USC. I, I I I love the fact that they wear their home uniforms yeah. uh, in that game. I think that's actually really cool. I would definitely see that. I would. I agree with Irish blooded. I would want to go see Army Navy just once. That's a good one too. Yeah. I would want to go yeah. see that. Just all the pageantry that goes along with it, and the just all of it. You know what I mean? I think that would be pretty stinking awesome. Would you want to see Um, Michigan Ohio State? Would you want
1: to see that one, Vince? That that does not (laughs) interest me
2: in any way. I I get it. That's like one of the biggest rivalry games in the country. And if you're a football fan, you got
1: rivalry in sports, man. Yeah, I get it.
2: Nope, I have no because I I hate 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 pretty much both. And like I have to have like a rooting interest. Like if I go to a game, you know what I mean? I got to pick somebody to root for. No, I no.
1: I, I do like someone just said the backyard brawl I do like that they brought the backyard brawl down I think that's pretty cool um I'm trying to think I, Iron Bowl I guess would be a good one right Alabama Auburn sure. would be an interesting one. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that would intrigue me the most that's probably about it though yeah really like there's like
2: nothing it. in the big 10. It really intrigues me, like, you know, the oaken bucket between Purdue and Indiana, like that doesn't do anything for me. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know. Oh, it's a, a thing, thing brother. So. Oh, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a they thing. literally have an oaken bucket and then whoever wins gets like a medallion with an I or a P that like nice. hangs off of it on a chain, you know, it's really rough and tough, you know
1: stupid who's hawaii's um whoever hawaii's big rival is i'll go to hawaii (laughs) to watch their game
2: right exactly it's probably like uh fresno state or something like that san jose state (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: next one is from broke neck boy
2: okay think of the two worst losses in notre dame history and have those teams play teams play each other who would they who would win
1: so two worst losses. Well, let's just go in like the last like 20 years or so, Vince. Damn. Like two worst losses. Um, Stanford last year is one I think that could be in that conversation.
2: Yeah. I mean, Marshall Tulsa? could be in that conversation. Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa was bad, man. I, I would put – now see, it says worst losses, not worst teams, right? Sure. sure. So like Navy qualifies for me. Yeah. That's worst yeah. loss. Like Notre Dame should never lose to Navy. Yes. And they have. And so that would be one, <laughs> one of them. And I would probably if if I'm allowed to put Navy in there, mm-hmm. I would then have Navy winning whatever team you put up put them up against.
1: Yeah, someone said USF. That was a really bad loss. That too. was bad. That was, that was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. How well, about that
2: year? The year that Notre Dame? I think this is in the Davy era. So maybe that goes beyond our scope here. But like. They moved the BYU game to like the beginning of the season so that they had like a, a a warm up before Michigan and then lost. Isn't that I believe that's how it went. Uh that was bad. Like that was ugly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really bad. I'll say this because I agree with Archer here, Vince. Um if we include Stanford in whatever game we're talking about, Stanford probably loses because Stanford last year was a bad football team, man. They, were real, <laughs> they were really, right? bad. They were so bad, man. I,
2: I still can't believe they lost that game. I, after all the momentum that they had after Marshall, like, I can't believe they lost to Stanford. Like that one's even more mind-boggling than than the Marshall yes. loss. It really is. Because yeah, I, re- I,
1: th- I really thought Notre Dame was getting on into the groove of it a little bit, and then it was like clunker man here's the clunker like <laughs> all right <laughs> oh yeah that was a really bad rogue nick it's that's a very interesting question though because you can take that a lot of different ways yeah so. exactly you, sir. <laughs> pete weber famous bowler here we
2: go all right you're building your dream tailgate mm-hmm. you get to choose one main one side one beer one liquor or cocktail one game and one dead celebrity What does your tailgate look like?
1: All right. Main dish, Vince. We'll go one by one. Fried chicken. Well, that's a good one. I, Man, oh, fried chicken's a good one. Chicken wings, fried chicken. Yeah, I'm good. That's fair. I could do that, yeah. That's One
2: side. Mac and cheese.
1: Oh, yes. I I was going to be my number one, too. So mac and cheese would definitely be mine. Yeah,
2: like fried chicken and mac and cheese, like I would be there all day just chowing. You know what I mean? Like that would be, that would be awesome
1: one beer, one liquor, one cocktail.
2: I mean, I
1: am a I'm a whiskey guy, so just okay. be some type of whiskey.
2: I'm so. a rum and coke guy, so like that, I would I could probably go pretty crazy on that.
1: Um <laughs> I'd go pretty crazy.
2: I beer, I'm not a big beer fan to be perfectly honest with you, and that's probably going to make yeah. some people upset. Um back when we used to tailgate when I was in college, we used to tailgate at a certain tailgate all the time, and all mm-hmm. they ever had was Coors. So cool like yep the silver bullet baby so like that so when i when i look at like when i think about tailgating at Notre Dame like that's automatically what i think about mm-hmm. um you know cuz you know that's the whole beggars can't be choosers when you're a poor college kid Just get hey you drink what they got
1: man like that's how that works yes yes yeah we used to um Miller Lite Lazars around here for whatever reason. Yeah. It was the cheap, cheap light beer that you would mm-hmm. get. So yep. I don't really go. Yeah. If I'm drinking, I don't really go beer. I usually go for whiskey. So yeah. that's me.
2: Yeah. So game. This one's this one's interesting. Um, when we would Notre tailgate D- for games when I was a student, it didn't matter who they were playing. Like that yeah. was not.
1: No, I mean, if we're talking about this year, it's Notre Dame, Ohio State, right? At Notre Absolutely.
2: Dame. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Because that's also a night game. So you're going to be yep. tailgating for like 12 hours straight
1: because it was, <laughs> yes.
2: you know, cause you start off with kegs and eggs and then you kind of move in to, you know, the next it, like it's an all day affair. So yeah, Ohio state would definitely be the one for this year. No doubt about that.
1: What the is it? Oh, the dead celebrity. celebrity? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that one. that one's kind of weird. What um, do I want to
2: be at a tailgate with? Like that's the question. That's a very odd surrounding to be hanging with a dead celebrity.
1: It has to be somebody. I mean, it has to be someone sports related, right? Yes, that would like absolutely. enjoy the environment and everything. Um,
2: Can I show Newt Rockney around? Be like, hey, this is what sure. Notre Dame has turned into.
1: That's you what know, do. yeah, man, do that. Do that. Uh, Share
2: a rum and coke together.
1: Uh, man, I'm, I'm I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal one from earlier. Uh, Pull Horning. Oh, oh up, there you go. Back, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I actually don't know. Though I need to think more about. that. <laughs> it's Lombardi. Bring him back. I don't yeah. Know.
2: Right but it had to be somebody that you would enjoy like the game with, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like it has to be somebody either affiliated with Notre Dame or Ohio state, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's a loaded question. There's a lot going on there. All I know is I'm going to have a full belly of fried chicken and mac and cheese. So I'll be
1: happy. Oh man, I'm a big mac and cheese guy. Vince, we need to talk Vince, to Brian you, about his tailgate a, menu. Are you a baked mac and cheese guy? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So you got, definitely. you got the breadcrumb on
2: top. Love and, that. Uh, okay. Yes, love yeah, a little, little good. texture in there. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. That
1: I'm oh, so correct with that, man. I love it. Yes. So good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All <laughs> right. Let's go to another question. Yeah. Um, Ty Smith's trying to get me fired, so I'm not. I'm going to uncheck this question about asking, <laughs> Coach, Freeman to, uh, asking Coach Freeman to run the triple option or something. Ooh, um, number yeah. one Notre Dame fan had a couple
2: here. Okay, do we reach a point in football's evolution where NFL teams have goal-line backs and otherwise use a Debo Samuel-esque wide receiver at running back, otherwise to maximize roster
1: spots and passing game success? I think – I, I I don't think it's quite to that level to me as far as the – I don't think it's quite to that level as far as a dependency on the position. I still think that running backs, there's going to be a stable for me, number one Notre Dame fan, but I think that the line between – wide receiver running back is getting blurred in some instances. Sure, and That's Debo Samuels of the world. That's the Percy Harvins of the world. Those guys that can do a little bit of spot duty, the Corderell Pattersons of the world. Guys that can give you something from a running perspective, but I don't think that's necessarily going to supplements – the running back position, you're still going to have two running backs. Those guys that we're talking about, the Debo yep. Samuels of the world, the Cordero Pattersons, they're technically still wide receivers on the roster. So you're not taking away from the number on the roster. I just think roles are getting a little bit blurred. So I understand the question. I just think that it's not quite to that extreme in my opinion. Sure. That's fair. I like it. Had another question from number one, number one Notre Dame fan.
2: All right. Given the state of running backs in the NFL... Do we it's see natural running backs eventually few and far between with Debo Oh, wait, oh this
1: this is the same question. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was sounds like nice. mm. sounds very familiar. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. say K with the question.
2: Okay, very good. Assuming Notre Dame is winning big in the first three games. Do you expect to see Minchie in the second half? Well, that's assuming that Minchie's the second quarterback. Right. And could that happen? Yes, of course. If it does happen, then yes, I do see him playing not the entire second half, I don't think. Now, the only way that would happen is if Tennessee State, they're up by like 45 in the first half or something something ridiculous like that. Um, I, I've always kind of subscribed to the theory of the starters get the first half, and then they get yeah. the first possession of the second half. And if it's ridiculous at that point, okay, now you're going to sub. Uh But it's really, it's whoever the second quarterback is going to be. That's who's going to get the playing time. So if it's Minchie, then yeah. If it's Angeli, then yeah.
1: I think it is a, I think it's a flawed, I think it's a flawed mission if you are winning the first three games handedly where you're in backup time in the fourth quarter in each game where Kenny Minchie doesn't at least get a little bit of PT. Sure. I think think you are. Because yes, Steve needs to play. But I also think that Kenny needs to play because there's no foregone conclusion for me. Unless, I mean, I guess we can. I guess we can. There could be a world where Steve Angeli is just the unquestioned second quarterback on the roster, and it's just like not even close. But I I just don't see that that happening, where one guy is just so far ahead that it's not even a conversation piece. So I I would want both those guys to get a little bit of playing time, a little bit. Like it. Great question, Basic K. We had a question from Notre Dame cheat sheet. Pick one true freshman who could contribute
2: right away at defensive line, linebacker, and DB.
1: I'm sure we're gonna do like some surprise picks, I'm sure, at some sure. point this offseason. But my defensive lineman, Vince, is Armel Mukum. Okay. I- I've heard some great things about Armel. He is up to 265, 270 pounds. He is physical, and he's a very smart and understands limitations and understands strengths. And I so I think he has a good head on his shoulders as well. So I think he'll be ready to play if he's need needed to play. Armel, D okay. line linebacker Drake Bowen would be my yeah. pick. I, I Jane Osbury is a conversation there too, but I think Drake has a chance to play a little bit at Mike potentially this year. Probably more in some spot duty, mop up duty more than anything, but I think he has a chance.
2: Okay, D. This, one, this one's easy. To me.
1: Can he, uh, would it be Ben Minich? Is that, I would is that say Christian Gray. Christian Gray?
2: For me. Yeah. I, But it's a depth chart thing, right? And so depending yeah. on what happens at safety, I, I, my bold prediction was that that, that Ben Minich was going to be the fourth safety. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he's second behind one of the safeties, he's going to play probably more than Christian Gray because yes, is he right. going to be the fourth corner? I, that remains to be seen, obviously. He's a possible Sure. Uh, but yep. he's, I think, I feel like Christian Gray has more guys to climb over. So maybe it is Minnick because he said DB, not corner yeah. or safety specifically.
1: Yeah, it could be Ben. The other wild card is Micah Bell as some type of punt returner on special teams. I could sure. see him char- carving out some type of role there potentially. Yep. So he's fast. He's very, very fast. So uh, next question is from Notre Dame, number one, Notre Dame fan.
2: How many Sam Hartman rushing touchdowns do you predict for 2023?
1: He's had a season where he had like 10. I'm going to say four. Four is the number here. Because I think that he'll still have a few. But I think yeah. that Notre Dame is going to be a much better rushing team than what sure. Wake Forest was. So I think that you know it, his 10 rushing touchdowns one year for Wake Forest was out of necessity. And I think that looking at that, Audrick and those guys are going to take some away for me.
2: I would say that... I'm going to go a little higher. I'll say five, but that's because I feel like he's going to be the third or fourth option on the goal line. And sometimes that can work out in your favor. You know what I mean? Like people are going to be loading the box to stop Audrick or whoever is in the backfield. And then they're going to, you know, bracket maybe the big wide receivers, whether that's Merriweather or Thomas or Colsey or whatever, And I think they're going to forget about Sam Hartman at times. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. I think he could sneak a few in. Um, And if it's five, that means like what? One every three games essentially, or one every two and a half games. I can definitely see that.
1: Uh, Next question from Notre Dame cheat sheet.
2: All right. What two teams that rarely play each other would you guys like to see match
1: up more? Notre Dame and Michigan. Easy. Ugh. They don't play at all anymore. I want to see. Yeah, it.
2: that's okay. Uh,
1: let's <laughs> see. Here. Come on, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <sighs> let's see teams that don't play very often. I mean, hmm. Think
1: of like state stuff. Like, yeah, you
2: know. yeah. I mean, I there's really no team necessarily that I would want Notre Dame to play more. I, there's there's definitely teams I would want Notre Dame to play less. Yeah. Uh, Stanford comes to mind. You know, I, I would love to replace them with truly anybody. Um,
1: <laughs> truly,
2: yeah. Uh, so this is a hard one. I yeah. I I. Somebody said Texas and Nebraska, Notre Dame, Penn State, Alabama, Ohio State. Okay, that, those Alabama, are, Ohio those State, are all good ones. Those They'd are all good ones. I, I don't want to play LSU like that. Hence, that Penn State's hit. Yeah. That doesn't excite me in any way. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't really care that much. There's not really anything out there because it used to be like college football used to be very regional and it's, it's definitely morphed to not (laughs) be that way. So like, I feel like teams play all kinds of other teams now, you know, there's no like dream matchup that never happens because they play all the time. So yeah, doesn't really do much for no, me.
1: Notre Dame, Penn State, does that uh, get you excited a little bit? I think that's kind of it could be
2: because Penn State's I think better than they've been the last few years potentially, right? And I think that would be a big game. I would I wouldn't mind seeing Notre Dame go to Penn State and a white out, you know that whole thing like That'd be that. Dope. Yeah. That would be a bucket list thing for me. I would I would enjoy going to Happy Valley and seeing a whiteout out if it's against Notre Dame. That's fair. I don't think I want to okay. see a whiteout out against anybody else. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah,
1: I kind of do want to just see a whiteout though. I think it'd be kind of cool.
2: It's a big stadium, and that would be really cool to see. Like, it'd be the one game where I can't wear all my white like I like to, so I have to pick something else. Ryan, how do you feel about Sam Howell being the starter at for the Commanders?
1: I liked Sam coming out a decent amount. I had a late second, early third round grade on him. He went in the fifth round. He fell a little bit. I think that Sam is going to do a pretty good job in Washington, in my opinion. I. I'm I'm a little in between Ty. If I think that it's going to be enough that you completely forget about quarterback in the offseason, depending on the situation that you're in. But I think he's good. I think he has some weapons around him. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Jahan Dotson. You got a couple of good running backs. You have a decent offensive line, not as good as it once was a couple of years ago, but it's still okay. So I think that Sam Howell is gonna put up some decent numbers this year. I do.
2: Cool. It's
1: a tough player, man. It's
2: yeah, a tough kid. Absolutely.
1: Tyler Evans was another super chat. Thank you, Tyler.
2: All right, Tyler, thank you very much. Fellas, in your opinion, is there a team this upcoming season that's getting overrated and one team that's getting underrated?
1: There's a lot, man. Uh, Overrated, I think LSU is being overrated just a tad bit, man. Like, I'm seeing all these people just, like, foregone conclusion that they're going to be the top of their side of the bracket in the SEC over Alabama, and I'm just like, guys, like, I, I get it, but, like, Take it back yeah. a second. I think I think LSU overachieved a little bit last year. Let's see if they are really that consistently of good of a team. Sure. I actually like what Brian Kelly did in year one. I think he did a pretty dang he good job on Ross, I guess. They yes, overachieved. There's much. no
2: doubt about it. I mean, I I hate to say it. I hate to give due where it's at, but he he over he overachieved. Um, and if it wasn't for some terrible special teams gaffes, they they do even better than they did last year.
1: But but is it sustainable is exactly. my question. That's, That's my
2: biggest thing. absolutely the key. I yeah. I think Texas is a little bit overrated. We went through Texas's schedule the other day on IB Nation Sports Talk and yeah. we came up with like nine wins. Um and that was with one being kind of a 50-50, so they be eight potentially. You know, we just gave them the win. Uh, Vegas has them at nine and a half as the over-under, so we took the under. But mm-hmm. there's some losable games in there for Texas, and until they prove it, I'm not convinced that Texas is Texas. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, I, I think they're T I mean they're top ten rated type team right now. I just don't see them being a top ten team.
1: I think I see I've seen a couple that have like University of Washington outside the top ten. I think Washington's gonna be a really good team this year. so I'd say okay. they're my underrated team, I guess to fill out this one.
2: okay. Trying to think of underrated. Can I say Notre Dame? They're clearly underrated. So I'll go there. Let's do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good question, though. And thank you again for the super chats. Number one ND fan had a lot of questions today. Here we go.
2: Yeah, no doubt. With the open currently going on, that's golf. Which yes. Notre Dame player wins the a roster golf event? Uh may ask BK for tips.
1: I have an answer here. Do you really? Vince. Yes, because I know I happen to. Gotten to know some recruits, obviously. Okay. Sullivan Absher, freshman offensive lineman, apparently is a very good golfer. Okay. Very good golfer. So he'd be my pick. Okay. Cool. I, I'm sure I, Sam Sam Hartman's a quarterback, so I'm sure he could golf He said that day. he was
2: gonna go golfing this summer and blah 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 blah. So I mean if it's on his agenda of things to do, he's gotta be a decent golfer, I would think. So yeah, yeah but I, I don't it's always somebody that you don't expect.
1: He's usually a pretty time, good
2: golfer. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not in any way surprised by that yeah
1: yeah he's yeah i, I remember talking to his dad down in san antonio and he was telling me he's like a scratch golfer i was wow like, oh, oh, nice interesting wow so, okay yeah. number one ND fan this might be his last question i think
2: which power five team do you think about the least
1: it's <laughs> a great question um power five that i think about the, you know this is my actual answer Every time I talk about the Pac-12 and the depth of it, I always forget to include Utah, even though they've won two straight Pac-12 championships. They're new,
2: but they're still new. They're not. You don't think of them being a Pac-12 team
1: or 10 or whatever I, they are. But I also I just think that I think for me it's just that Utah is just kind of that gritty, good football team that it just isn't sexy, right? So it's like I just yeah. forget about them all the time, and I feel bad because they play really good football. But I always forget about them, man. I always forget about them.
2: There's a lot of Pac 12 teams that I forget about, if I'm being honest. Like the lower half, you know, the Arizonas, yeah. the like, yeah. I,
1: oh, I, 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 I was watching Big 12 Media Day and like the University of Houston is a Big 12 team now. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to forget about that pretty quick. Like, yeah, well, <laughs>
2: it, trying to think about Cincinnati being in the Big 12, like that's weird all by itself or, or UCF or. You know, or whatever that, you know, I always forget which is Florida. Is it USF, UCF? It's one of the U space Fs. I don't remember who's in the One of the Florida schools. So there you go. I already forgot about one of them.
1: Um, UCF is the one you're thinking
2: about. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You know, I can't say anything about the ACC because Notre Dame plays all the ACC teams at one point or another over, you know, a span of years. So I can't say anybody in there. The SEC, all you ever hear about is the SEC. So I don't forget about any of them. I don't forget about any of the big ten teams, although if I was gonna forget about one of them, it would probably be Maryland. Um, don't think about them very often. And it's always like, oh, Ohio State's playing Maryland. Well, that's a W. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. Um, so the so the new teams in the Big Twelve would be my answer, and then the bottom feeders of the Pac twelve would be the ones that I don't think about.
1: Love it. Love it. Yeah, there's a lot actually now that I think yeah. about it, which is kind of I funny. know, right? I think we're coming down to the last couple here, Vince. All right. Insured by Big has a question.
2: Okay. Ryan, how did your fandom of Notre Dame start since you're from Jersey? As always, love the show. Go Tigers. He's our resident LSU fan with the yeah. stupid X thing. I'm just kidding. But we appreciate you being <laughs> in here.
1: Um, uh, My fandom started pretty simple. So I, I'm a Rams fan. From an NFL perspective, because my mom was a Rams fan. My dad was a Dolphins fan. Greatest show on turf was one of my first memories as far as being a fan. And so I just stuck with the Rams for my life entirety, which was very like difficult during the Scott Linehan years and some <laughs> others. But it's uh, it's done OK. Still two Super Bowls in my lifetime, which is cool. Notre Dame, I never had a choice, to be honest. And sure, like my dad is a diehard Notre Dame fan. Always has been. And I don't re- ever remember a time where I wasn't an Notre Dame fan. Like I just don't remember, you know. Like it was. I've always gravitated a lot more to college football than NFL too. Like I like NFL football, but college football has always been my jam. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. Just didn't. Ha- I didn't have a choice. Long story short, didn't have a choice. Fair enough. I love it. Archer, with the last. Uh, sorry, two questions left.
2: Okay. The Bengals won five playoff games in their fifty-three seasons before Burrow. They've won five. In three seasons with him, which quarterback will be the next to transform an NFL franchise?
1: Trevor Lawrence is my pick, and we saw a little bit of it in year two with Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I think, was very was struggling with the first year at Urban Meyer, and getting Doug Peterson in, I think, was big time for them, and I think for me, Trevor Lawrence has a chance to go on a little bit of a run with the Jaguars because I think they are an improving football team, so give me Trevor Lawrence.
2: Yeah, that's a good one right there. And it's it's hard to predict, like, who's going to go where. And and so I, I would definitely stick with people that are already where they're at. Yep. And it's hard to go away from, like, a Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Because I think they're on the rise for sure. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, made a run. Yeah. I mean, they, they look good down the stretch. Uh, mm-hmm. And if they can keep it going, that's going to be kind of a fun team to watch.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree with number
2: one ND fan. It's not Justin Fields.
1: Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, I forgot about a lot of Chicago Bears fans in here. With there the are, game. and I'm one of
2: them, and it's not Justin Fields. Like, I, like, franchise altering? Like, no. Can he win more games than they won last year? Sure. But, yeah, not franchise yeah, altering.
1: Franchise altering is a big statement, obviously. Like, you're talking about, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL if you're talking about altering a franchise, so – Last question, Vince. Brent Smith.
2: All right. How do you fellas feel about the Brock Purdy and Trey Lance situation? Now, is there more going on here than just them competing to play?
1: I mean, it's just weird because, I mean, obviously Brock Purdy's coming back from the injury. The timeline's been kind of back and forth a little bit. And then I keep talking about traded Trey Lance now, but it's not coming from Mm. the organization. It's coming from outside noise. Okay. I I, honestly, Brent, like I don't know what to think about it. I would still – I don't want to say i would bet on Trey Lance. I still am. I still am optimistic that Trey Lance can figure it out because he's still young and incredibly talented. And I do like any quarterback that's working under Kyle Shanahan because that offense is just so quarterback friendly. But I mean, it's hard to discount that Brock Purdy regulated that team down the stretch and he played really good football. So it's 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 going to be a battle. Like I, I just I'm interested to see how that one fi- fi- finishes this year.
2: If Brock Purdy can be a consistent starter in the nfl Then so can sam hartman how about that
1: yeah brock purdy was very very turnover prone i would say his last couple years i did Mm -hmm. like him a little bit early in his career but he sure but yeah landed in the perfect spot man no and that's the key
2: right like that is the absolute key you've got to land in the right spot you have to
1: yep no doubt about it I, I think that will do it, Vince. I think we're done All right. Today, well, man.
2: thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Friday Free-for-All Mailbag. Really appreciate it. It's always fun. It's my favorite day of the week. I love the questions that you guys drive home and, and uh, you know, have some fun with us. So make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit that notification bell. Brian and I have a show tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and we're going to break down the tight ends, which is the final position group of the season. Because next week, folks, next week is practice week. The season is officially upon us. Wednesday, we get to go to practice. And so you will all be inundated with our observations from practice on Wednesday morning. And then we get, I want to say off the top of my head, we get practice Wednesday morning. We get practice Thursday morning. We get practice Friday morning. Like, bam, bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. We're going to have some fun going to Notre Dame practice. And we'll be in prime position to tell you guys all about it. So make sure you tune in tonight at 5 o'clock. So it's about an hour and a half. So you got about 90 minutes to, you know, make yourself a snack, watch a little TV. I'm going to go watch an episode of Friday Night Lights. So, you know, do what you got to do. Come on back. It's Rapid Fire Night with Sean Styers, myself. I think Jesse Styers is going to be there as well. There's some really good questions in there. So I highly suggest you join us at 5 o'clock. And then again, like I said, hit that notification bell, because you never know when we're going to have a show. We're 50-50 on having a show on Sunday, and you're not going to know unless you hit that notification bell, folks. So we'll see what happens. So thanks again for joining us on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. For Ryan, I'm Vince, and we will talk to you next time.